and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host, Justin Baker, joining me today for our special top 10 as uh, summer has, is definitely, we are in full swing. It's time we uh, get back to our top 10s. We just did a top 10 breakout players of for uh, 2023, so you can check that one out. Subscribe to the show wherever you are listening, uh, but today we have... We're kind of going a little bit of a throwback, I think. At least my list is a little bit more of a throwback. Um, we are doing the top 10 enforcers, top 10 tough guys, however you want to say it, uh, of all time. But before we do that, uh, let's let's welcome none other than Justin Baker to the show. Hi, everybody. <laughs> all right. You know, sometimes I just go and I'm like, shit, I got to I gotta let him talk. Like, what the hell nah. is your problem, you dick? <laughs> <laughs> People they like know hearing, I'm here. Yeah, people like you better than me. Anyways, we all know oh. that. So, uh, that's that's okay. I've 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 come to come to grips with it. You know, it's uh it's one of those things. All right. So, top ten enforcers. How before we like actually go through our list? Uh, when I suggested this, you shot me down immediately and said we just did the top ten grinders a year ago, uh, last summer. I think at some point we did the top ten grinders. It was actually it was like pretty close to I you know I have a, a compilation of all my top 10 lists and I think it really was like last year's final top 10 list we did the top 10 grinders so uh, you weren't wrong but I said damn it I it was my pick so I'm sticking with it so we stick stuck with the fighters did you have anybody on the grinders list that you have on the fighters list um let me take a peek here uh yes I do okay okay how many just one. Just one. Okay. I have a feeling I know who it is, um, but we'll, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll get we'll there. We'll find out. We'll get there when we, <laughs> when we get there. Um, yeah, I, I only have one as well. I imagine, I, I feel like they're probably the same people. Um, I've got a lot of guys from the like 80s and 90s, especially those same. like early, like mid, yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you not? That's when all the some of the greats were but uh definitely uh, 80s and 90s heavy i tried my darndest to find somebody who is worthy of being on this list from that's currently actively playing right now i tried really really hard i did it i put one guy on the list did you i i did because i, I feel like there there's still a little bit of that in in today's game there's or like at least like the 2010s there's got you know it's like well who who's the guy who who could be on this list so i i put him at number nine or number 10 sorry uh because i just felt like there needed to be somebody that has played recently because <laughs> other than him <laughs> i think the probably the last player to play my guess would be like mid 2000s it would be uh one of these guys maybe and then the rest of them are all like really early 2000s and, and earlier when they would have retired so uh, i i felt like i needed to do somebody in the last 20 years that played oh but it was hard not gonna lie it was really hard i i tried every every possible excuse to get somebody on this list that plays now and and i i really did struggle um but yeah, I did not. So. <laughs> okay. No okay. struggle there. And, and, and I mean, let's be honest here. It's, it's kind of hard, right? The NHL, I mean, yeah. again, found it, it's not outlawed, but yeah, it's, yeah, the game has changed, right? So yeah. it's just, it's not as big a part of the game anymore as it once was. Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's fair. I just, 
it, it's it's not as if I'm going to compare this player that I put at number ten to the the players that I have probably like in the top five. But I do think you know his toughness uh, is is worth noting, and the fact that I mean he's really the uh, the one guy that I I felt all right I can I can put him on here and feel decent about it. Uh, I just felt like it needed to have somebody who was currently playing. So that's my that's my uh, my little caveat. Anything anything else that like what helped you to determine where guys fell on your list? Well, I mean, I tried to do my research, right? Because I mean, when fighting was prevalent in the you know really the the seventies and eighties and early nineties, right? I mean, I I didn't grow up watching most of these guys, so I had to do a little bit of research, a little sure. backstory, sure. right? Like why were these guys? Uh, I checked other lists. I, you know, I went in and looked at why these guys were considered the best fighters uh, of their era or their, you know, their time, whatever you want to call it. And really dug into that pen, penalty minutes. Uh, did you lead the NHL in penalty minutes? Right, that was a big factor in it too okay, okay. for me. And then just reputation was another big thing too. Right, if you had, uh, you know, there's somebody on my list. I won't tell you where he's at, but he had the nickname the Hammer. Um, there's a big reason for that, right? So obviously you don't get a nickname like that without, uh, you know, being a decent fighter. I would. I feel like the players don't get good nicknames anymore. They don't. They get 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 nicknames like pickles. (laughs) The bread man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just not those, like you hear those nicknames and you're like, Oh, that's kind of fun, but they're not the, like some of these guys had some, some pretty great nicknames. And I, I mean, you just you knew who some of these guys were. I think every single one of these guys had um, some some kind of nickname. A lot of them did. I know, like he's not on my list, but Derek Bugard, the Boogeyman. I mean, just a, such a good nickname. Nobody wanted Dude. to go near that guy. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I I didn't really factor necessarily leading the league in penalty minutes, although I, I guess I did a little bit, but more so what your reputation was. I ba- tried to balance it a little bit with like maybe a couple guys got on this list because they also were really important to their team. Like I wanted to, I wanted to find players who it wasn't like, like I'm going to be honest, like Stu Grimson, a great fighter, he didn't really have a huge impact on his team. Like he, he was just, he was a fighter. That was it. Didn't score goals. He was not like, I remember this one year when he, when Stu Grimson played for the Anaheim mighty, mighty ducks at the time, uh, he fell forward and the puck went in off of his helmet. And it was the first goal that he had scored in like three years. And they interviewed him after the game, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, I just recently changed my stick, and I really feel good about it. <laughs> like he, he knew. He knew. He wasn't there to score goals, right? And and that just – he was just there to fight. And there was sort of an air uh, – a time where it eventually became like every team just needs one of these bums who – I mean, it's unfor- you know, in some respects, unfortunate that it was like, hey, we just need like a boxer who's going to go out and just beat the shit out of someone else who also is the same way, and uh, and and you know, it personally, I liked it a little bit, but like, I I prefer to have the guy who can fight but also can do something for the team, not just like, yeah. hey, my career high was nine points, and I had 
50 times more penalty minutes in a season kind of thing. like i yeah that's that's I, so that factored in a little bit nope i i absolutely agree with you and i've got a couple guys on this list where if you go back and look at it, they actually have over a thousand points okay yeah. um so yeah. yeah there's i mean that that did factor into it for sure okay all right good stuff um well who just missed your list do you have any of those I have one, okay, and that is Mr. Hockey himself, Gordy Howe. Okay, um, he misses the list. All right, so you have somebody. So somebody else, because I imagine he was on your top ten grinders list. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he wasn't even on the grinders list. He wasn't. No. Oh wow, you, he's my number two on the grinders list. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I guess I guess we'll find out who's uh, who that other player is who's on your grinders. I don't. I mean, I don't have your grinders list in front of me, so I wouldn't know. I have uh, two players on my just missed. I have Marty McSorley and Joey Koser. Ooh, um, okay. Joey Koser because he was just an absolute monster of a, a person. Uh, it's it actually is amazing how many of these guys played for the Red Wings. Like, you know, out of there the, are a few of them. Uh, out of these guys, you know, you're looking like they had Koser at one point. They had Stu Grimson. They have a, a guy a little later on my list who I'm sure you know who it is. Like they, they had some some great fighters here in Detroit. Uh but those guys are I just missed my list. Marty McSorley, I I I had him in there and after I kind of he he kind of missed because I put I put my number 10 in there instead which is my current player. So uh, I would say that Marty McSorley would probably be able to beat up at least half of my list. And uh and he also yeah, he he took a beating from uh, at least one guy on my list too, which we'll we'll address here, but um yeah, yeah, we'll uh Actually, no. He no. He he was the one who did it. Marty McSorley is the one who uh, who did the crazy slash in the face. Yeah, to, yep. uh, to somebody who appears on later on my list. So I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I want to. I want to wait. Okay. I okay. Love it. All right. Let's hear your number ten. Number ten, a guy who hit your just missed, and that's Joey Koser. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, the other half of the the Bruise Brothers. Uh, 217 fights and and so let me I have 269 fights yeah I for coaster I actually checked a few different lists and it was uh I've, I've got 269 on one I found 217 on another so I'm not really oh, sure how the okay so here's the list that I worked off of which which uses the NHL fight card database ah, um, okay it includes preseason regular season and playoff fights um, plus double rough, like a double minor for roughing and other fights that didn't receive a five minute major, but were definitely fights. Okay. I have that list as well. Okay. So um, you've got, it's, I think it's on HF boards. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's the I list mean, I worked off of because I did like that. There was a little bit of a, like there was a combo of the preseason. I was like, how the frick did you guys get preseason fights in here? But hey. Yeah, I like that. Good for you. <laughs> right. That takes some research. I mean, let's be honest. And I mean, okay, so at 260 on fights, he comes in 11th all time in yeah. fighting. Um, I grew up watching this guy. And so it was it was just kind of hard for me not to put him on my list. Having, you know, just uh, again, just having yep. the the nostalgia factor there a little bit too. Um, and there's a couple other guys on my list from the Detroit Red Wings as well. Again, you can kind of tell where I'm going with this and what I grew up watching. And that, sure. you know, that definitely plays a factor and, and let's face it, right. You, you finish 11th all time in fighting. You're, you're 
pretty damn good he fighter. He was a so. scary mother effer, man. He was, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Can't, uh, I mean, obviously, I, he just missed my list. And the guy that he just missed for, I know it might, uh, it sounds silly. When I say his name, you're going to go, <laughs> I feel like you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh when I say Matt Martin of the New York Islanders. Matt Martin. <laughs> but Matt Martin has the most fights of any active player in the NHL. So uh, by by this list, it says that in 2018-19, he had 101 fights plus seven more that were. So he had 108. I've seen other lists that have him around the same but current, which he's been in more fights. So I I, I don't know. The number is somewhere probably above 110 at this point. Uh, I don't know because based on the rest of the list, like, you know, Lucic has been in around 90-something fights. Tom Wilson's been around 90 fights. Uh, I I just felt like, you know, Matt Martin, he's been a really important player on a lot of teams. He's he's respected, and he will fight. I mean, he doesn't need to fight at this. Maybe at this point in his career, he's not fighting. But uh, I, I thought, hey, he, he's had the most fights over the course of the last 10 12 years so I'm going to give it to him and put him at number 10 okay I respect it all right um, let's go number nine all right number nine for me is Donald Brashear okay um, there he is good old, yeah good old flyer player um, there he is um, and, I will and say- he was it was when he played for Vancouver that he got uh, slashed in the head right or, yeah because McSorley played for Boston that's and, right. And uh, Brashear got slashed in the head. I actually watched that game live. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the Vancouver Canucks when I was younger. And uh, and we had the NHL package. And I remember watching it and being like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think he got like 25 game suspension for that. Oh, that's too good. <clears throat> I'll, I'll I like it. Up, I'll look up to see how, how uh, many games he got suspended, but. I'm sure it won't be too hard to find. That was like the worst thing he ever did. Um, <laughs> or sorry, it was it was not Brashear getting suspended. It was uh, it was McSorley right, right. getting suspended. Yeah, yeah. So I will say um, another. I, I I thought about putting him at number ten because um, you know when I look at him and Joey Koser, right? To me, Joey Koser was a more intimidating fighter on the on the ice. But um, I gave Brashear a little bit of nod because I did a little research and found out. Brashear actually trains and does have a record of one and zero as a professional MMA fighter. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yes. So you know the guy can throw fisticuffs. That's awesome. By the way, it was February twenty first, two thousand. It was the Canucks against the Bruins, and uh, Brashear was in a fight with McSorley. Brashear destroyed him, and later in the game, uh, Brashear collided with. Then Bruins goalie Byron Defoe, uh, who was taken off on a stretcher with a knee injury. So then McSorley wanted to get into another fight with Brashear, but he refused. So with four point seconds, four point six seconds left in the game, uh, McSorley of course swung his stick at Brashear's head from behind. So he was from behind him, two handed slash right to the right temple. So Brashear collapses. His helmet falls off the back of his head as he strikes the ice. So he suffers a seizure and a grade three concussion. 
And uh, wow, yeah. Then uh, then the Canucks goalie at the time was Garth Snow. So he tries to fight McSorley, but a pileup occurs and Snow couldn't get to McSorley and was ejected with 2.8 seconds left in the game. And then McSorley was indefinitely suspended and was charged with assault with a weapon <laughs> in uh, in British Columbia. <clears throat> and he got 18 months of probation. And he was no longer allowed to play in a game against Brashear. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that part. That's crazy. Yeah, so Brashear, I guess he uh, he missed the 23 games afterwards and had his suspension his suspension officially set at one year following the conviction and he never played in another NHL game. Mm-mm-mm. So, and uh, yeah, apparently he and McSorley had no relationship prior to the incident and he has no plans to ever speak to him again anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, there you go. There's, there's your, your answer. They're not going to talk about it anymore either. All right. Uh, who do you have at number, what are we at? Number eight? Well, yeah, but did we get your number nine yet? I don't think we did. Oh, perhaps we did not. Um, well, I will tell you in just a moment, I accidentally kicked the plug on my monitor, so it went out. That's great. All right. My number nine is Dale Hunter. Okay. Um, an absolute monster of a of a man. I think he's 22nd all time, according to my list for fights with 235 um, out of anyone in the top 25 for fights. He has the most points all time. So I had to tip my hat to Dale Hunter. I mean, he was just a, an absolute madman of a player, but also a fantastic, I mean, thousand point, thousand twenty points, 323 goals played over 1400 games. And Oh, only had 3,500 penalty minutes too. Um, only <laughs> had like a a ton of seasons where he was over over 200 penalty minutes in a year, and uh, just just fantastic. I mean, there were there were playoff years where he had one year he played in 14 games, had 98 penalty minutes. Another year, 17, he had 97 penalty minutes. The guy almost had 100 penalty minutes in two different playoff years. <laughs> Unbelievable. And wow. uh, it, total in the playoffs, he had 727 penalty minutes in 186 games. <laughs> That's, That's just ridiculous. In his last year in the NHL, uh, the Colorado he was on Colorado for his final season, and he had 38 penalty minutes in the, the games that he was playing in 19 games that year. So even as a as a grizzled old veteran, uh, what was that? 1999. He was he was 39 years old, 38, 39 years old, and he's still getting uh, 38 penalty minutes in the playoffs. So uh, good for him. Good for him. But I love uh, it. but I I feel like as far as probably you know one of the more talented guys on my list. I guess uh, kind of my next my. I have the really great fighters towards the top of my list, but the bottom part of my list is a lot of players who had a lot of talent, but also fought a lot. So um, that starts off the the run of talented players who fought with Dale Hunter. So who do you have at number eight? Yeah, at number eight, um, I've got Rob Roy or Rob Ray. Rob Ray. <laughs> Rob Ray. Rob Roy. Rob. Yeah, that's the drink. Uh, um. Yeah, so this guy clocks in, coming in at number six with 294 
uh, fights all time. But uh, the reason why he gets a nod and a spot on my list is because basically he is the reason why guys would strip down during fights because he yes. invented the technique of just I mean, he would just grab a hold of you and you couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Dude, and so he, he would just have, and he could also just throw him so fast. Yes. Yep. Just threw him fast. And his, his entire elbow pad would just come off. And yeah, I mean, they, he just went to town. Yeah, he would be naked can, by the time he got off the ice. <laughs> For real. And I mean, not to mention too, I, I did a little looking and he actually did. Uh, he's got 13 fights against Ty Domi alone, so um, that's, that's a scary amazing. man to go up against. So if you're willing to fight him 13 times, uh, you better be able to throw fist. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think Rob Ray was on the 99 Sabres, if I'm not mistaken, when I they when they are. went to the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> Do you, you believe I am mistaken? I or? actually have no idea. <laughs> but or I will say, I'm, so... Yes, he was. I, he was. He was on the Sabres okay. that year. Um, f- funny enough though, he only played five games in the playoffs. Oh, not bad. Um, but. in 55 games in the playoffs, he had a total of five points, um, <laughs> uh, and 169 penalty minutes. Love it. I will say all time, all time favorite Rob Ray moment though. Um, I'm not sure if you, you remember this or at least saw a video of it, but in 1992, uh, against the Quebec Nordiques, they had a fan run on the ice and try to get into it with all 15 players on the Sabres oh, bench. Gosh. And who's the guy he's standing right in front of? And that's Rob Ray. And oh, he, is uh, this uh, number one reference on Wikipedia? Is Rob Ray beats fan on YouTube? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> that must be oh, it. That's perfect. So uh, good, amazing rookie season for Rob Ray. I mean he. So he played uh, 27 games in in his like first season, but I think you would how many how many games do you have to play to be considered a rookie? 40, right? I think it's um, 40. Nowadays, I, I think yeah, I think it I don't, might be right. I mean, we'll just go off of nowadays. I think yeah, I think it's 40 or 41 or something, but um so he would have that his second year in the league would have technically also been his rookie year, but he had 99 penalty minutes in 27 games. Then he just goes off 66 games he gets 350 penalty minutes uh in a matter of two years in only 129 games he had 704 penalty minutes (laughs) that's seven penalty that's like seven penalty minutes a game i mean he was fighting and getting a random penalty every game in the playoffs in six games he had 56 penalty minutes in his rookie year (laughs) 56. Oh, that's wonderful. What a guy. Never scored more than eight goals in an entire year, and it was in his rookie year that he scored eight goals. Uh, most points he ever had, also rookie season, 16. The rest of it, <laughs> next highest was 10. So, My goodness. Really, you knew what you were there for. Really good player, um, but scary and funny. Uh, my number eight is uh, definitely slightly more talented, uh, but equally as feared, but more so for the elbows, that's Gordy Howe. I okay. like Gordy Howe deserves to be on this list. He is the, the best player on my list, obviously, but uh, for his era where fighting wasn't as much of a, a thing, um, I, I think that he just deserves to be on this list. I mean, he was probably the most feared player on the ice most nights because he was 
insane. Like he was just an like a total d bag and a monster. Like just a com- <laughs> you know you you look at him now and you're like okay he was what like six four, and six four now in the league you're still a big guy but you're definitely not the biggest. In 1950, you were an absolute monster, and he was. What what he like going like work on installing train tracks or something like that or work for a concrete company in the construction yeah construction yeah so uh it just just shows you i mean he was he was feared and i think that that has a lot to play into uh this list and not only are you afraid of a guy because of what he can do with his fists or his elbows but also what he can do with the puck uh, it's just an element that made him so great and I, i think he absolutely should be on this list not comparing him to the fighting ability of I like you know guys higher on my list, but definitely in terms of being feared, he was probably the most feared player in the NHL for a long time. Yeah, he uh, he was definitely he threw elbows with the best of them. Yeah. But yeah. I will say it is funny we have the Gordy Howe hat trick, right? Uh, a goal assist right. in a fight. He had only 30 fights in his entire career, but did you know he only had two Gordie Howe hat tricks his entire career? Hey, <laughs> that's funny. That's <laughs> funny how uh, those little myths get started. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's go to your number seven. Number seven for me. We're going to stick with the Red Wings, uh, but I've got Brendan Shanahan on my list. I um, thought about putting Shanny on the list. I thought about it. Yeah. I, I didn't end up doing it, but I, I, did, I considered it. I mean, again, not one of the... He was a good fighter. You know, yeah, he, great fighter. Um, didn't throw fist all the time just because, again, he was he was expected to put up the points, right? You knew he could do that. But yeah. what I loved is I started looking into, um, you know, his time with the Red Wings and, like, why they brought him in, right? And so, um, I mean, he was, was just, he was, at one point, I think, the best power forward in the NHL. Yes, Especially after exactly Cam Neely retired, I think he was probably the guy. Other than other exactly. than maybe Lindros, I think you would probably, but Lindros didn't have the toughness of Shanahan. I'll, yeah, absolutely. But for me, I mean, it just basically boiled down to, um, you know, again, he, I mean, he got in a, Brandon Shanahan got in 128 fights, but you know, again, there's that that epic brawl, right? And you know, between the Avs and yep. in Detroit, a yep. couple of them actually, but yep. um, really, it was his ability and willingness to throw down whenever. And he still went out there, and I mean, he just—I mean, he put up—he put up some good points. So, good deal. I like it. I like it. That's a good pick. I don't have him on my list, but I definitely considered him. And I—I I actually, there are some particular clips from old Rock'em Sock'em Don Cherry videos, which I still have somewhere in my basement. I think uh, they're on VHS, and uh, the, some of those clips. Definitely, I have one in particular that's Brendan Shanahan, and he's doing his best Rob Ray impression. Like, he's losing all his clothes and stuff, um, just beating the <laughs> snot out of someone. So, good Canadian yeah. boy, eh? That's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and for those who don't know, VHS is a videotape. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... For some of our younger it's, listeners. Yeah, it's, it's this thing you had to stick inside of a, a thing and play it video. <laughs> it's, uh, it was like YouTube, but a lot bigger in your house. It was like it was, YouTube. It was bigger in your house. Uh, my number seven is uh, one of the one of the '70s guys. He was uh, played basically his entire career through the '70s, a little bit into the '80s, but the the bulk of his uh, his really high production was in the '70s for the Boston Bruins, and that is Terry O'Reilly. 
who was, uh, I think he's 25th all time in fights at 222 fights. Uh, but he was somebody who, you know, he, he protected the bet. Maybe, you know, according to some, the greatest player of all time, other than Wayne Gretzky in Bobby Orr. Uh, he definitely had a, a big factor in Boston Stanley Cup wins. And uh, I I mean, Terry O'Reilly, on top of being somebody who was willing to stand up for his teammates and fight a whole bunch, uh, he also had you know a 90-point season. He had a 77-point season. He had, some, he had a, a, several 20-goal seasons. Like, this wasn't a guy who just fought. Uh, he was somebody who you know put up good numbers and um, even put up 15 points in 15 games in one playoff year. So somebody who the Bruins relied upon for more than fighting, but he fought. Like it's it's rare to see a guy who fights a lot in the top six of a, a team's roster, and, and he certainly was. And okay. apparently, was Milan Lucic's favorite player. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) O'Reilly has stated his favorite player is Milan Lucic. (laughs) So there you go. That gives you any idea. I mean, Milan Lucic is about as close to like a modern day enforcer as you could get, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I I don't know that the word enforcer really is. It just doesn't work with anything that happens anymore, but um, as close as it can get. All right, uh, number six. Yeah, my number six is Chris Nealon, nickname Knuckles. Mm, Chris Nylon. <laughs> Nylon. Have you Nyland? seen is yeah. what is the, there's a Netflix, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Um, I think it was called the, like, the Last Gladiators. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was I know what you're talking about. A, a documentary, and it basically was about Chris Nylon, uh, but it followed a bunch of, a bunch of, you know, uh, fighters from the 80s and 90s. And he was fantastic in it. He's really, yeah, I mean, just an interesting guy. I he's actually my number five, so we're we're pretty close on that. Uh, but why why did you have him at number six? Yeah, I mean, really, the, the guys above him, right? I mean, you could. I'm, there's a couple of guys where you. I could mean, he's only third all time in fights. Only right. three hundred and sixteen. Only three hundred six. But I mean, look, he, he's a guy who who averaged more pen, penalty minutes per game than any other player in league history holds the record for most penalty minutes in a single game with 42. I don't even know how you get that many uh, game misconducts. But like, like you're fighting a guy every shift because those guys only get out there like six or seven shifts a game. And, uh, you know, he's one of only nine guys to get over 3,000 penalty minutes considering the, the thing that was even more fascinating. I read that he actually missed his last five years, missed over 200 games. So you have to think if he had played even close to those 200 he probably easily would have eclipsed four thousand, and you know, probably been you know the only person to do that. But yep, still, yep. just just you know, wild. And he also had a twenty goal season in eighty four, eighty five. He actually in eighty three, eighty four, he had sixteen goals and twenty six points. Then next year, he had twenty one goals and thirty seven points, and then he had nineteen goals and thirty four points. And I remember in the documentary, The Last Gladiators, he talked about that. And he he said, you know, hey, I you know I fought my way to the NHL. You know, that's how we got to the NHL. That's how he got noticed. He's like, but I knew I had talent. I I knew that I could play, and I believe that it was, um, oh gosh, who is the who am I who am I thinking of? It was Bob Gainey. Was it Bob Gainey who played for the Canadians at that time? Was uh, 
I, I think it was Bauer. I, it was somebody on the on the Canadians that was uh, a good defensive centerman. Am I thinking of Bob Gainey? I think so. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. And if I'm if I'm wrong, you know, sorry, but uh, someone prominent on the Montreal Canadiens took him under his wing and was was uh, putting him through drills and saying like, here, do these like over and over and over again. And he said like, hey, I've been, you know, I I worked with him. Oh, it was uh, Guy Carboneau, I think, actually, uh, who he worked with. Anyways, so he was working with these guys to try and score goals, and he was doing it. I mean, 16, 21, 19, that's, uh, that's not bad for a guy who's playing fourth line, third line minutes. Um, and then I think in 86, after they win the cup in 86, um, something happened, he got hurt. And then, and then I think he, you know, he kept having injury problems. And then I think they were just like, dude, you just got to fight. Like we don't want, we don't need you to score goals. And that was kind of the, the end of it. But, uh, I, I just thought it was really interesting. He was like the one guy who was like, didn't want to accept the fact that he was only a fighter. And he wanted to become something more and be good. And he did it. I mean, 21 goals. I don't care if it's the 80s. I mean, not everybody was scoring 21 goals, especially with 358 penalty minutes in the same year. <laughs> I wonder, is that the most... How many... Uh, uh, Dave Schultz has the most penalty minutes in a season. I I wonder who has the most penalty minutes for goals. Yeah, see, Dave Schultz only had... Uh, Dave Schultz had a year where he had 348 penalty minutes, and he scored 20 goals. And Nyland was at 338 or 358 with 21. So those those, I wonder how many 20 goal seasons with 300 points there are. But uh, those are those two seasons are pretty comparable. Um, by the way, Nyland had one playoff where he had 141 penalty minutes. Yes, oh, averaging over seven <laughs> minutes a game. Like, what uh, are you that's, doing? <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I love it. Uh, yeah, Chris. You know, like I said, Chris Nyland was my number five. Definitely. I mean, he is one of the best nicknames too. Knuckles, awesome. Uh, my number six, Donald Brashear. So okay. Since we've already covered old Donald, um, which is uh, he's he's running. What does he do? He's he's running the NHL player safety or something, isn't he? Oh no, you're thinking about George Paros. Oh, Paros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I what what's Brashear doing? I feel like Brashear did something uh, along along those lines. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just wrong. Uh, apparently, it was reported that Brashear was working at a Tim Hortons restaurant in Quebec City in 2019. So Tim Hortons. He may not be doing the best. Uh, oh no. We wish him the best. <laughs> Oh no! Um, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these guys end up you know, having to supplement their mental health issues with other things that are unfortunate as well. Don't tend to lead down good roads. But can you imagine pulling up to a, a Tim Hortons drive-through and it's freaking Donald Brashear? Um, uh, yeah, that would be great. Um, okay, let's go into. Uh, we're in the top five. Right? No, you haven't given yeah. your five. Top five. Let's go. Who I haven't given number five. Who is your five? Marty McSorley. Oh wow, McSorley's way up there on you. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. So he he gets a little bit more of a, a bump, right? So yeah, traditionally speaking, you know, he doesn't have 
you know, as many fights as some of these other guys on my list, right? But he, he falls he at number hair. seven all time. Yeah, great hair. Falls, and he was, you know, number and seven all time. You know, he's in Bad Boys. That's true. I forgot about that. And Con Air. Yeah, good call. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, but, I mean, 278 fights all time. Clocks in at number seven. Um, and for me, the reason he gets in top five is because he was brought in to protect the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Um, and, you know, of course, when Gretzky went over to L.A., he had to have other guys come with him, and he actually requested, I believe, Marty McSorley be one of those guys. Yep. Um, yep. And there's a good reason for it, right? I mean, he was skilled enough. He still put up some some decent numbers. I mean, there were some seasons. Yeah, he had 15 that, goals a couple times. Yeah, in L.A., I mean, he put up 41 points one season and 92-93. I mean, he had 10 39. points in the playoffs in their Stanley Cup run. Right. That's, so that's he, nothing to balk at. No, and he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a wash like fourth line guy getting seven minutes a night. But so he could. He had some skill, but he was. You know, he was there to protect Gretzky, and he did. He did a great job of it. And you know, obviously, at the end of his career, he had the uh, the old stick incident we don't like to talk about, but uh, yeah. or we already did talk about. So, <laughs> yeah, he he also did. He played fourteen games professionally after that for the Grand Rapids Griffins when they were in the International Hockey League. Ah, oh, the good old IHL. Yes, the IHL. What was the, uh, wasn't there a team that played at the Palace? Was that the, the Detroit Vipers? The Vipers, yes. Yes. Dude, the best jerseys. They That's did. where uh, Tim Thomas played, the Vipers. Did he really? Yeah, I think that that was one of the teams that he played for when he was like 28, you know. <laughs> he was still, <laughs> like late 20s, was still playing in the IHL. Something. So, yep, played for the Vipers. Um, okay. Great. Let's see. My let's let's go your number four. Well, who's your? Did you give your number five? I gave my number five. It's Chris Nyland. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yep. good. Uh, number four for me is the guy who leads the league all time in penalty minutes. Uh, that's Tiger Williams. Yep. I, me too. You know, number four. Yep. yep. You have to put him on here if you're yep. you're leading the league in penalty minutes. I mean, and, and second all time in fights at three hundred and twenty five. Yep. A led really the NHL small in penalty minutes three different times too. So uh, only three. Only three. I was kind of surprised by that, but that's still impressive, though. If you really, I mean, all things considered, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, and and he could, he still produced. You know, he produced more than. I mean, he got five hundred thirteen points in almost nine hundred and sixty-two games. I think it was. So he still could put up some good numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, interesting. You know, you consider somebody like like uh, Tiger Williams. He's leading the league a few times in penalty minutes and. Uh, then you look at who leads the NHL in penalty minutes nowadays. Uh, like in last year was Pat Maroon at 150 penalty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the in 2019-20 it was Evander Kane. At, actually, and you know what? That was a uh, that was even a shortened season at 122. Evander Kane has led the league in penalty minutes twice. <laughs> twice, which is funny, you know. It's funny. Not even uh, what? I uh, yeah. Not even how many guys have actually done it twice? Like Chris Nyland's done it twice, and so has Evander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, Zenon Kanapka used to has led the league a few times in penalty minutes. I mean, there's just there's a name. Yeah, there's the name. Yeah, but I'll tell you what I loved. What I loved about uh, Tiger Williams was when I remember watching some old tape of him playing for Vancouver and the celly he had when he'd score a goal where basically he'd ride the stick between his legs and almost squat down to the ice. Oh, it was just 
that to me was just an all-time selly right there. I mean, I don't know if he originated that one or not, but he was one of the first guys I ever watched do it, and it was just a just a glorious celebration. Love it. Um, yes, and he he does have some some other records. Uh, so he has most the most penalty most playoff penalty minutes in Maple Leafs history. Um, he's got the most penalty minutes in one season by a left wing too at three fifty one. Um, he has the Vancouver record for most penalty minutes in the playoffs as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has the Vancouver penalty or uh, record for most penalty minutes in one playoff year at one hundred um, and sixteen and fifty one for one series against Chicago in eighty two. So that's uh, some some pretty good records there. Not bad. Uh, okay, my number four. I said it, it was. Uh, Dave Tagger Williams. I'll go my number three. Uh, this is the guy who holds the record for the most penalty minutes in one season, and that's Dave Schultz. I believe it was five, like four ninety-two or something like that that he had mm-hmm. uh, for penalty minutes. So, yeah, Dave Schultz. My goodness, uh, so important to what the Philadelphia Flyers did in the seventies. I mean, just willing to to toss it with with anybody so crucial to what they did to as becoming this team that was so intimidating. Uh, he's, you know, he's only 40th all time in fights only, only 197 fights. The guy only fought 200 times, uh, but fighting maybe hadn't become quite as I'll say like methodical as it, as it became in the mid eighties into the nineties where it was like, Hey, every game you're just going to fight. Sorry. It was 472 penalty minutes. Uh, it, there was, I think a little bit more of a rhyme and reason to fighting. Like you fought for a reason as opposed to in the, you know, once fighting became really, really popular, it was like, Hey, you're here on the team to be entertaining and fight and rile up the boys. Uh, in the seventies, it was more like, Hey, you're going to fight somebody to scare the absolute living hell out of them. Uh, so <laughs> uh, he did have 139 penalty minutes. The uh, Actually, I don't think the Flyers won the cup in 74. Didn't they, did they win in 74? Yeah, they did. Yep. So the first year they won the cup, he had eight, uh, 139 penalty minutes in 17 games. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dave Schultz, definitely a, a scary, scary man. And his nickname, as you said earlier, the Hammer. The Hammer. Yeah. Uh, Why did you have him at number four? Uh, I didn't have him. At, I had Tiger Williams at four. Oh. Dave Schultz is in my top three, but I haven't said where yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's your number three? Number three for me is Ty Domi. It's disappointing. Uh, it's a little, it's a little low for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he comes in at number three. Obviously, the all-time leader in fights, right? Three hundred what? Gosh, three hundred thirty-nine. I think was yeah, three hundred thirty-nine yeah, fights. Good um, lord. Yeah, I mean, really, I, I'll be honest. The guys in my top three—you could juggle their numbers sure. between one, two, and three at any point. I mean, these guys were all terrifying and menaces on the ice. The one thing I will say about Domi over a guy like Dave Schultz, for example, if you want to give him this nod is, you know, Ty Domi was much more of a scorer, right? He had a little bit more longevity to his career, and he was obviously a little bit more of a threat while on the ice. Granted, only 245 points, but a little bit more than... Uh, you know, Schultz. and it was it was a little bit later in his career. Like, earlier in his career, he was just, like, just a fighter. 
He, when he played, he was in, you know, he was in the, uh, played for the Rangers. He was actually drafted by Toronto. Uh, but he only played two games there and went to the Rangers. You know, he played for Winnipeg for a, for a minute, which is like the oft forgotten. Oh yeah. Don't play. I feel like everybody remembers. Don't played for the Rangers and oh yeah, he played for Winnipeg and, uh, and then he was actually traded at the deadline to Toronto in uh, 95. Toronto ended up missing the playoffs anyways, which is funny. Uh, but <laughs> so he comes over to Toronto and then he kind of finds a scoring touch. You know, he has his career high as a 27 year old with 28 points. And then uh, it's not till he's 33 that he, he eclipses that career high with uh, 15 goals too and 29, 29 points. I remember that year. Uh, and and he was only playing ten minutes in that, like ten eleven minutes a game, so he's not playing a whole lot and putting up decent points as a fourth line guy. Uh, you're right; he definitely had that little bit of a scoring touch later in his career that uh, maybe makes him. It, it made him this like he's important, a little more important to the team. Like he was at least a little bit of a threat. He definitely was not a big threat. <laughs> like nobody was that worried about him. Right. But. And I will say, in, in retrospect to Dave Schultz, Ty Domi was a lot more of a fan favorite, in my opinion, in Toronto oh, yeah. than Dave Schultz was in oh, Philly, yeah. So, I mean, Ty Domi was, is maybe, I think you had like Matt Sundin and Ty Domi were the two most popular players in the Leafs. Right. At that time. I mean, Ty Do- yeah, you look, man, you look at this. In 2000, 2001, he averaged eight minutes and twenty three seconds a game. He played all eighty two games. He scored twelve power, uh, twelve even strength goals. He scored one on the power play. Who knows how the hell that happened? <laughs> the last thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, gets on. yeah. But twelve even strength goals is. I mean, you think about that's also the year two thousand. Like scoring goals was hard. So to get twelve goals even strength. I imagine that it was for the amount of time that he spent on the ice compared to his goals. I got to imagine that he was pretty high up there for like goals per 60. So I like anyways. it. Anyways, Ty Domi was probably like for me was, was like a top three favorite player growing up too. So that's, he's my number two. I, okay. He didn't do enough to eclipse number one, which I think we probably have the same number one. But yeah, and Dave it, Schultz came in at number two for me. So okay, um, yeah. yeah. Again, I, looking at Dave Schultz, right? So you look at—he's actually—it's funny. I read a little stat, and uh, there's only been four times where an NHL player has eclipsed 400 penalty minutes in a single season, and he did it twice. <laughs> That's uh, Dave Schultz did. Dave Schultz did it. Yeah, did it twice. Well, I only see one. I see seventy four, seventy five. Oh, really? Yeah. This little 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 guy lied to me here. Now I got to look it up. Maybe I don't, maybe maybe uh, between the playoffs and the the regular season. Although, yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what between counting. the playoffs and regular season he had uh, over four hundred, over five hundred, almost four hundred. Yeah, I guess he did it. He would have done it twice, playoff and regular season, where he had over four hundred. Yeah, maybe that's what they're counting. But. And the year okay. that the year that he had four hundred and seventy-two, he had eight another eighty-three in the playoffs. So he only <laughs> had five hundred and fifty-five penalty minutes in ninety-three games. <laughs> yeah, just unreal. That's funny. I do like some of these some of these older guys, like these fighters. At the end of their career, it seems like several of them just are like. I'll just go play in the American Hockey League for one more year. 
Like Dave Schultz, <laughs> 7980, just went to the American Hockey League. Still fought everybody. 248 penalty minutes in 56 games. <laughs> That's funny. Just uh, some guys can't hang it up. Um, nope. All right, so let's let's go to your number one. I'm sure we I'm sure we share it. I'm sure yeah, that it's a, a fan favorite of yours. Yeah, Bob Probert. I'm, there's no question. The late, the number great. One. Yep. Yeah. Surprisingly, only number four all time in fights. But uh, man, he was the most feared of them all. I mean, there's dude. I remember, like, you know, we talk about Dome. I mean, Domi's my number two. He's near your number three. Uh, I remember them fighting each other several times. Like, I don't know exactly how many times, but I know they, they definitely fought Nine each other. Nine times with Ty Domi. Nine times, yeah. Uh, are you able to... Are you looking at like hockey fights? Uh, I'm looking at the hockeyfanatic.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure yeah. if it told you who won each fight. Or like no, that'd be great, what they determined. I thought at one point hockey fights was doing that, where they would tell you who... Like a guy's record in fights and whatnot. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I always feel like anyone fighting against probert they were just hanging on for their dear life <laughs> yeah. he's just <laughs> such a monster uh, and it's funny you know i only really remember him playing for the red wings i mean i know he played half his almost half his career in chicago what he played he yep. played like 7 years in chicago uh, but i barely remember him in chicago it was all about all about him being a, a red wing but it the, really was but he had 62 points. Yeah, one season. In 87-88. Not bad. My goodness, not bad at all. Uh, th- along with 398 penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he had literally every single career high in the same season. He had his most goals, his most assists, his most points, his best plus minus, his most penalty minutes. <laughs> every single stat. He had 15 power play goals. Oh, they just stuck him in front of the net. Well, yeah, that was during the yeah. the dead the dead wing era where there wasn't really much talent coming up, and they were starting. Well, Iserman you know, was there. Drafted, yeah, they drafted Stevie. Oh, he must have, did, was he playing with Iserman? Probably. He must I'm have. Sure. Been. Yeah, because that would have been a great like thing. Like, hey, go out there and, and keep this guy safe. Right, he's our future. So, dude, uh, his shooting percentage two years like my goodness, he twenty three percent twenty like yeah all time sixteen. I mean, he's getting he's getting tapping rebounds from the front of the net. Yeah, that's all he's shooting. Yes, that's true. That's all he's doing <laughs> is shooting that. It is funny. He was uh, he in ninety one ninety two. He was twenty fourth in Selkie voting, and in eighty seven eighty eight he was on the. It says All Star nine. I don't know what that means exactly. Oh, that meant at his position he was voted ninth best for the All Star. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's not bad. No, ninth best in the I'll league. I'll tell you Are who you he can... was behind. Uh, Mark Messier. That's who. That's who was the next highest on the list for votes was Messier. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you had other guys like, uh, well, Luke Robitaille won that award, which I mean, he pretty much won it every year that he was was a pretty good player. So. Uh, but yeah, he beat out Dale Howardchuk, Dave Andrewchuk, uh, Brian Propp. That's, that's uh, pretty pretty solid. Yeah, not bad. It's funny. I feel like at the time, you know, you see Luke Robitaille, an all-time left winger in scoring for the for the longest time. Is is did Ovechkin? Ovechkin doesn't have the points. Obviously, he has the goals. Eclipsed him in the goals. Uh, but I feel like the left wing position was always kind of weak. 
and then, oh yeah, and and now it's it's a much stronger position. But yeah, at the, at the time it was a, a little weak. Um. Okay. Yeah. Anything else to say about Probert or any any memories of him just beating the tar out of anybody or what? <laughs> I mean, he just he beat the tar out of everybody. You said it. Yeah. That's my memory. So. Yep. And uh, yeah, still, still just a, a beloved. I mean, obviously he's he's passed on, but still beloved by uh, Detroit fans and and I think Chicago fans to uh, an extent as well. Wasn't there during the lean the. It was it was a more lean time for Chicago at the time, but uh, he at least brought some excitement, I suppose, in his, in his fighting there. But uh, definitely had his best years with Detroit. Although sadly, did not win a cup with Detroit. Never won a no. Stanley Cup in his career. Um, out of all the players on my list, uh, I guess uh, I guess Dave Tiger Williams or Dave Schultz won a cup. Nyland won a cup. Terry O'Reilly, Gordy Howe. I don't think Dale Hunter won a cup. Marty McSorley on my list. Did McSorley win a cup? I think, yeah, he was with Edmonton when they won a cup, I believe. Oh, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, oh, yeah, he won a bunch of cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't come, he wasn't there from the beginning. They had another guy that, uh, you know, originally yes. he was, was Yes, they had a guy there, who played, he played with Gretzky. What was his name? Oh, my goodness, this is going to Dave Semenko. Yep, I, I think you're right. Dave Semenko was, was the guy. Um yeah, I was trying to think who who else won who won a cup that might uh, Joey Koser did win a cup with the Rangers. I think you're right. Yes, he won a cup with the Rangers, and then he won two Stanley Cups with the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, in his last year as a Detroit Red Wing, he averaged six minutes and forty four seconds a game. Six minutes. <laughs> That's funny. How do you even justify having a guy on the roster? Because he's there to just beat people up. That's, I mean, funny enough. In the same same thing for Bob Probert, his last year he averaged six forty four a game. That's funny. Um, All right, well, there are our top ten enforcers, fighters, tough guys of all time. Uh, Let us know what you thought. Uh, You can tweet us at uh, OT Hockey Talk. Where did I just go? OT Hockey Talk on Twitter. Uh, Justin, what list are we doing next? What's our next top ten? Hmm, I've got a couple. How about um, maybe we can stay relevant towards the season? Uh, you know, moves that have been made, and maybe we'll do something like uh, let's do. Here's one list that I, I've wanted to do, and maybe was maybe was thinking about saving it for a little bit later on in the summer. But I think I think all the significant moves have been made at this point, so we might just see a couple little loose signings here or there. Maybe but I'd love Carlson. To do, Carlson would be. Yeah, maybe Carlson. But I think right now I'd love to do. Uh, top 10 most impactful off-season moves, whether or not it's okay. a free agent signing, okay. trade, what have you, yep. off-season. I like it. I like it. All right, that will be our next show, top 10 uh, most impactful moves made in the off-season, so stay tuned for that. And uh, until then, you know, keep enjoying this weather, and uh, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Justin, you have a great night. And to our listeners, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>